Parlez-vous, parlez-vous français. Yeah. So parlez-vous français. Parlez-vous français. Yeah. That's the that's the new way. So uh, there we go. Uh, by the way, thank you, Dax, for doing this. My it's pleasure. Cool. Yeah. I'll, we'll get Rick on some other time. Yeah, I just didn't know. I, I wanted to be prepared. I didn't want to have uh, Rick or, or or your brother or anybody else show up and go, oh, uh, I don't have any questions for him. Uh, yeah, COVID time. <laughs> Nobody just shows up anymore. <laughs> Luckily, it's been nice. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> let's talk about the uh, this this Nelson Trust. And uh, you've got this live stream coming up on February 24th from the Lincoln Hall. And you can yeah. head over to the uh, Nelson Trust on uh, Facebook and find out more about Talk to me just real quick about the concept of, of the band in terms of you've got Miles, you've got his wife, Kelly, you've got your dad, you're you. Is this just sort of a family fun, you know, party band or is this something that, you know, as Cheap Trick will start winding down in the next few years, you start ro- rolling this up and say, hey, you know what? Let's keep this music alive. Let's keep the family going. Yeah, maybe. you know, it, it was long story. Well, how long is the podcast? As long as we want it? No. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> as long as you want. Uh, time you have to be on air, Jeremy. You got to be uh, on air at six. I've, I've got a good hour, so we're good. All right. Yeah, me too. I, I, about that, I've got a kid who's napping. So <laughs> anyways. Uh, Until they start crying, we got time. Yeah. Um, long and short of it is that uh, we had March of last year off, 2020. And for like the first time ever, I had a month off with Cheap Trick and Rick had a month off. And, um, we just finally, we'd been talking about it for years just to, you know, my brother Miles and I had a band together for seven years called Harmony Riley. We started in 97 all the way through 2004 and, you know, got some traction around the Midwest, a bit on the West coast, but never really quite broke anywhere. Uh, put out a bunch of albums and played a thousand shows, whatever. And then finally broke up and he did his thing. And then I went out to Los Angeles and became a, a hired gun, if you will. And then fast forward to 2010, I've joined Cheap Trick for 11 years now. And oh, so, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, It's crazy. I had my 10-year anniversary in March of 2020. Is that weird to say that, yeah, I'm the drummer in Cheap Trick? Oh, <laughs> still, you know, no matter what, I'm the new guy. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like that with Ron Wood in the, in the Rolling Stones. He's, he's the new guy. He's been there for 35 <laughs> years, 40 years. It's like Vivian Campbell and Def Leppard. He's oh, been there since, yeah. what, 90, Mitch? And he's still the new guy. So Yeah. Um, but uh, so we just kind of always talked how, you know, Miles and I got to play together for years and Rick and I have played together for years. And the three of us have never really played together, versus, you know, except for, at, you know, if, if Miles and I had a band going, Rick would show up and play three songs and then leave, you know, kind of sit in with the band. Or Miles has played with, with Cheap Trick here and there when we did the orchestra shows. But um, it was we finally had time to do it. So we kind of thought, OK, we have a full month. So we've got about three hours worth of music together. Uh, Cheap Trick songs, Harmony Riley songs, which was Miles and I's band, and then a bunch of Miles Nielsen songs, and we learned some covers, and we got this whole thing. We booked like 20 shows, and we got two of them in, and COVID happened. We did March 6th and 7th, and then and then we're done. I believe that 11th, 12th, 13th, that's when the world kind of shut down for musicians. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, had, I had my 10th anniversary with Cheap Trick on March 10th-ish, and I haven't played a gig with them since, and I've done... <laughs> A couple of Nielsen Trust shows and one live stream. So, well, I've had a chance to see some of those videos uh, on YouTube. There's Oh Caroline and Voices done with the Nielsen Trust. You do give it a different interpretation. Is that is that strange for you as the drummer? Because you you have your your fills and your stuff ready. And now you're sort of 
slowing it down and changing? Does it change how you approach them? Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, because it's more how I would, how we would do them as a, as a band versus, you know, with Cheap Trick, I'm pleasantly obligated, if you will, to play the parts, you know, they're great parts and everybody that comes to see the band knows those parts and those are the right, correct parts that should be played. So I try to do those justice when, and, and you, you know, trust we're trying, we're not, we're trying to not step on Cheap Trick's toes by any means. We, we only play right. obviously when Cheap Trick's not playing and we're trying to do songs that, you know, we rarely do a cheap trick, if ever. And um, we're doing, like I said, some covers and some originals. And we've worked on a couple of originals in this time off. Wow. You know, stuff that just wouldn't fit with cheap trick necessarily. Or no, of course, cheap tricks fit. music has gone everywhere. So sort of yeah, anything. That's the hard part. Yeah, that's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nothing, there's nothing that doesn't fit. What right? Rick, Rick always you says, know? we don't play that wiki wiki stuff, you know, which is like, watch, you know, like hippie jam oh. bands. Like, don't ever stop playing that wiki wiki (laughs) here let me ask you one more question before i turn it over to jeremy for a bit but you of course grew up in cheap trick in the sense that you were always around you were on tour you were backstage i mean it's your dad right when it was time to replace bunny was it easy just to step in and and because you've you've heard these parts all your life you didn't really have to learn them they were sort of in you Was, was that sort of easy just to sort of step in and not have to like go join the scorpions or go join some other band where you'd really have to like, Oh, okay. I got to learn these things. I mean, the way you phrase it like that. Yes. I mean, if I had to go, if, if Pearl jam called me tomorrow, knock on wood and said, Hey, we're going on tour. You need to learn our catalog. It would take a lot more effort than, you know, even though I'm a fan, you know, I haven't, it's not in my DNA. Whereas cheap trick was like, I mean, I worked hard when I got the phone call to, to come fill, I don't know, fill in, you know, I didn't know if it would be a week or 12 years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I crammed for three days, even though I knew the stuff, I didn't want to show up and be like, Oh man, I thought I knew this stuff. You know how it is when you're playing along with something, it's easy. Oh, this part's coming up. But then you go play it with a band. You're like, wait, how's that part go again? You know, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, completely yeah, different yeah. from like air drumming it to actually totally. like playing yeah, it. Yeah, You know, it's like the, the analogy of hitting a tennis ball against the garage door versus actually playing against somebody, you know, it's like, yeah, I think you're good well, until you actually play. <laughs> well, talk about that because, you know, Bunny in a way is one of the most influential drummers for a certain pocket of drummers. And yeah. he really kind of is, he's like, he's the epitome of the less is more drummer. And he's so in the pocket and so much groove, you know, what's it like, you know, getting it, stepping into those shoes. And like, like you said, you know, do you have to go in and recreate every drum fill verbatim or is it okay? Like, is it expected for you? You know, you're not him and you want to put your own little flavor on it. I don't know. You know, I think it depends who you're talking to. I think there's, there's a lot of people, myself included, that when I first came to play with them, you know, I want to do this as true as possible. And then there's some people that would say, just do your own thing. Like that's his stuff. And you know, the song is the song and do your thing. But you know, I, I think yeah. at this point, a decade in, I think I'm somewhat of a hybrid, but I mean, like I said, those parts, you know, I'm not going to come out and do a, a Billy Cobham solo at the beginning of ain't that a shame. I'm going to do bunny's drum. You know, I'm going to do that style of solo. Yeah. You know? But I, 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 I asked that I wonder that because, you know, you look at all the flack that somebody like Eric Singer from Kiss has gotten for all these years. I mean, OK, he's wearing the makeup. We get that. But for a little while, you know, everybody said, oh, he's even playing every single fill that Peter was playing. And I'm like, well, no, actually, because that, that's not true. Right. Eric is such a way better drummer. Right. OK, you know, there is a little bit of Peter in there, but there is also his personality. So, yeah. you know, I was always curious if you were kind of pressured, like, you know, if your dad was like, play the record, that's it. Or no, have some fun with it. 
uh, yes <laughs> yes to both i mean like there there wasn't really it's cheap trick first of all there was no rehearsal involved there was no right you know, for, on, on my end there was no plan <laughs> it was just like hey come on <laughs> like, let's go play some gigs like all right i'm paraphrasing that's not exactly how it happened but it, you know yeah. I, I had literally like 72 hours notice before I went and did Austin City Limits, which was my first official, in hindsight, official gig with Cheap Trick. You know, at the time, like I said, they needed a drummer for a couple of days. And I, who knows? I still don't really know. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm in. I'll do it. Yeah, you know, I'm a non-original member. That's why I put it. And I'm doing my best to just, you know, to do the band justice and do the parts justice and yeah you're doing great let me ask you just real quick here you've got this tour in australia that was just announced that's supposed to start i think at end of april with okay. bush and stone temple pilots mm-hmm. um great bill by the way bring it to north america when you get a chance but yeah. how confident are you because you look at the little video montage and it says oh the national service border service has permitted this tour to happen um does it happen and and if it does do you sort of just stay in australia and play as long as you can to rack up the gigs i've been to australia i think this would be my fifth or sixth time on tour and there's only so much australia you can play (laughs) (laughs) you know to be honest i mean i've every time i've been there i've been there for almost a month because you only typically play two to three shows a week because Mm. play sydney and then there's a day in between then you play brisbane then you and then there's the the weekdays nobody there's no gigs on like monday through wednesday basically Mm. you know so um the story you know it's been over it's been a year now since gigs are happening and so it's happening it's is what i'm told it's you know yeah the situation and i'm trying not to say anything that is out of context but um they don't really have any cases over there like it's they're safe they're contained so it's up to us to get over there the whole production all three bands and all that and quarantine and make sure that none of us brought anything over. And then once that happens, I think we're allowed, I know to, to at least travel, but I don't know if we're allowed to even like walk on the streets. I really don't know at this point. So, um, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I've always, yeah. I've been, I've been, It'll hired, be fun though. It'll be I've fun to get industry, out. I've been in the industry for a long time and I've always learned that until you're on the airplane or until you're on stage, don't tell people it's not happening until you know, you know, <laughs> tours get canceled you know michael jackson the world tour and that didn't happen or yeah you know, just that's a different scenario i suppose but you know well he died like three days before he had to get that, on the plane kind of hampers everything a little bit but yeah. uh yes i mean hypothetically we're gonna get over there make sure we're not containing anything that they don't want to be you know allowed it's it, the whole it's it's still kind of it's mind-boggling to me that I might actually get to go on tour. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anything in the United States is going to happen for real till maybe the fall, maybe next year. Right. Well, it's just too soon. It. I mean, by the time they're allowing thousands of people to get together, it's going to be six, seven, eight, nine, ten more months. And it's February. So anyway, this tour is great. I mean, it's got, it's got 12 dates from what I can tell. So yeah, I think yeah. so. I think, I think Perth got canceled because they're on full, they've, they've locked down their borders. Yeah. As, of, as of now so maybe there's they're not even gonna risk it in two months yeah. um talk to me also but recently or in november it was announced that you were signed to bmg and and here's a band that's gone from red ant to this thing and that thing smaller labels now you're back on bmg how important is that for the band and how exciting is that because you know when another world comes out it's gonna have that push it's gonna have that label behind them. it's gonna have that prestige yeah 
I think it's great. I mean, the, let's be honest. I mean, Cheap Trick's still relevant. You know, there's a lot of bands at their age group and whatever that, you know, they just go out and they play the hits and people go out and they have some beers and go on a date and then they go, you know, do whatever they do after a concert. So, uh, but Cheap Trick, like, I mean, this is, this would be my fourth album that I've been on in the last three or four years. You know, I don't think last year counts. It's just, <laughs> yeah, know, it's condensed. I, I say last year. When I say last year, I mean 2019, you know, because 2020 didn't exist as far as music. Um, yeah. I mean, and we've got more songs that we want to record. It's just a matter of, you know, getting together at this point, which just isn't happening. So we're kind of all doing our writing and, and everything. And there's going to be lots of press and promo and this album's going to come out. You know, it's going to be pushed. And once again, Cheap Trick will be in the press. It's just awesome. It, it's going to be great. Yeah, just stay I, I'll tell you what, I've, I've, I got the full final mix order and everything. And it's, I'm pro- it's good. It's good. If yeah. you like the last couple albums, you're really you're gonna like this one too. By the way, I see your your ZZ Top shirt, uh, Jeremy. The the one great thing that it's that it's been to be a fan over the years is I've seen Cheap Trick open for ZZ Top. I've seen Cheap Trick open for Pearl Jam. I saw Cheap Trick open for Poison. I guess two years ago. This is the it fit. They fit in everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know that I traveled to. Um, I saw you guys on my 21st birthday at the at the Greek Theater in L.A. You guys are on the same bill as Peter Frampton. And it was yeah. one of my favorite shows like ever. The only thing I was pissed is that you guys didn't play Southern Girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, that's, we can't please everyone. That's, you know, I, like I said about some bands, they go out and they play the hits and you know exactly what they're going to say in between every song. And some bands like Cheap Trick, we're going to yeah. go out there. We have 75 minutes or whatever, 90 minutes, and we're going to play I Want You to Want Me, Dream Police, Surrender, Probably the Flame, and then everything else is up for grabs really then how do you how do you guys decide what you're gonna play then like what yeah. how, it, what's like is it is it like a political thing with the set list are you guys just before they're all right let's do this this with like a catalog like that there's so many songs yeah, it's, how it's, do you I choose have, i have a laminated set list not set list but a song list if you will right there's a difference i guess <laughs> not an actual set list that we're gonna play no, but, uh, but, just, uh, just before you answer season. when i saw you with poison you came out and you did this song blood red lips and i was like like I think it was your first performance ever, and I was like, "Yeah, that's why you show up to a cheap trick show because yeah. it's something different. It's not just the, the same yeah. fifteen. It's not off- the same lip synced production with no. the same lights and the you no. know screens and you know it's it's almost like I feel like it's an impromptu show. Let's just get up and jam our songs. I oh, mean, such a highlight. Play, Rick Rick always says, you know, our mistakes are real. Which you know, it's <laughs> like you see some bands and they're up there faking it and there's whatever. But he's like, if we screw up, we screw up. You know, if we start over. Hey, we're let's try. You get a song and a half, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's it keeps it at their point in their career, 45 years plus in. Like, you know, when you're away from your family and you're on the tour bus and you're doing the same thing, why not switch it up and make today different than yesterday and make it worth your time to leave the house and, and make it worth it, the fans' time to leave their house to come see the show? Yeah. You'd be shocked though how many people bitch, like, oh, I didn't hear Southern Girls. Like, well, Come last night. Come tomorrow. You might hear, you know, like, <laughs> you know, we can't play every single song. They've got 22 albums at this point. You know, there's 250 songs. <laughs> yeah, I'm different to Jeremy. I, I actually uh, really love when you play something different. It's like, oh, they didn't play, you know, California Girls right. again. They did Blood Red Lips tonight. Thank God. Like, it's 
Right. It, it keeps it fascinating. But that's um, what I mean. It's like, you know, with a band like, but then you also got the fans that say, well, why not just go out and play the hits? You know, every other band, that's what they do. They stick to the hits. That's what the fans want to hear. You know, why don't you guys do that? Because I don't know. Because we, we don't have to, I guess. You know, I think Cheap Tricks, they're, they're that band that they're not your typical band in any way. You know, some mm-hmm. bands you can tell are they, they come out and they play their greatest hits album because that's all anybody wants to hear. Right. But th- there are three bands, I think, like that. It's Pearl Jam, Cheap Trick and Metallica. Fans okay. go to those shows because they know it's not the same show. Right. And that's right. why when they go on tour, you will buy tickets to five cities because, you know, you're getting five separate shows. Whereas some other bands you go, eh, I go once. I don't need to go tomorrow because it's the same Right. Yeah. Well, look, Mitch, we saw the same Kiss concert like six times in the last two years. <laughs> it's crazy, right? So, you yeah. know, and people do. I, you know, I've, I've got I won't say the band name. You could insert any of these bands that do it. And like I, they have super fans that come to every show. And I'm like, what's the difference? You're just they're like, I just love being around the band. I don't they don't care that like they literally know what the next song is going to be and what they're going to say. And it's, I don't know well, what the front man's going to say. What kind of banter yeah. insert but, city yeah. name here? You know, they, I mean, the, the last Metallica tour, I, yeah. I saw five shows and I saw 40 songs. Right. I mean, right. that's it's it was 40 different. I was like, that's that's why you pay for this. Um, Just get back to the Nielsen Trust. So after you do the live stream from the Lincoln Hall on February 24th. Right. Uh, Audio TV slash streams for tickets. Thank you very much. Nah, that's right. Got to get that in. See, that's why that's why Jeremy's here for the plugs. You know how to plug. Um, but where, where do we go from here? Is it just one and done or, 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 you know, and and then we head off to Australia or do you start thinking, okay, let's keep doing these streams until the business opens up. Uh, we have this stream. Um, we have a tour booked where it's not up yet because once again, this tour that we're about to do, it's after Australia, but it's already been pushed twice. So, you know, it was a tour that was booked for last March and then we moved it to December and now it's February. And so it's like, how many times you keep posting your tour dates and then having to cancel them? People, you know, and you'd be shocked how many people too, that are like, you know, I bought tickets for this show. Are, are you going to play it? It's like, how am I supposed to know until, you know, Hey, when, when's your next gig? What do you think? I'm like, <laughs> isn't it a strange conversation though? I, I mean, know. if we had, if this was an interview two years ago, it'd be like, we're going to Montreal on this date. We're going to Ottawa on that date. And now it's like the only ones you're, that you're guaranteed is I'm playing Florida. I'm playing Florida. Okay. That, though. <laughs> and no, Australia, apparently. Australia, yeah. you know, you got to fly they, for three days to get there and then quarantine for two weeks. And then, but yeah. hey, it's going to be worth it because we're going to do some gigs in 2021. It's kind of like, hey, we're coming to your town. See you there if it happens. If it happens. I know. It's, it's, it's we actually, Nielsen Trust, forgot. We did one extra. We did in September, we did a, a baseball stadium in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, it was us and Blackberry Smoke, which is a great band. I'm great, Bill. Wow, that's awesome. It was great, and we played outside. It's a local. It's our local baseball team. Uh, I think the stadium holds eight thousand or something like that, and we sold twelve hundred tickets. Hmm. And it was outside, and every, you had to come with your group, and it was totally socially distanced. And I, I left feeling like I, that we didn't put anybody at risk, hmm. you know. And um, I, I think that'll be happening maybe more like in the spring and summer where you know yeah a promoter's willing to sell a thousand tickets in a fifteen thousand seat place you know like well you know i'll give you an example 
you know, the weekend he just performed at the Super Bowl halftime show last night, right? He announced a world tour, all these rescheduled dates from 2020, now being pushed to 2022. So, you know, for example, Montreal at the Bell Center, he's headlining and he's selling front row tickets for $650. And it's also, there's a notice on the website that says this show will will be presented without physical distancing. So, I mean, by the time early 2022 gets here, are we going to be going back to full arenas? And, you know, so it's, you can't really, you know, and are fans willing to invest, you know, $600 on a concert ticket for something that may or may not happen a year and a half from now, you know? I think, yes. I think, you know, it's like art, you know, or or a guitar. It's worth what somebody's willing to pay. And there's going to be people that are willing to pay 600 bucks. I mean, you know. That I fully agree with. So, I mean, no, there's going to be people that say, I'm not going to a show. You couldn't pay me enough money to go see a show. And then there's people that are going to spend $1,500 to go sit next to two strangers. And, you know, I, it's it's a whole different world that, you know, my grandpa or my grandma, she's 90 years old. And she never thought like something this would ever happen. She's never seen anything like this in her lifetime, you know. And cheap tricks been around for 45 years. They've never taken a year off, you know. It's like, yeah. Hey, let me ask you about that, though. When you take it, you can you look at a lot of bands that are getting to the we're doing the farewell tour and we've had enough and it's tiring and getting out on the road for 200 shows is too much. Does this re-energize the band where Rick and Robin go, yeah, year off, I'm good to go? Or do they start to say, kind of like sitting at home. This, this I like I this know. retirement thing. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm as interested as you are. <laughs> I, I know for me personally, like it's the first few weeks were awesome like wow an actual like a break i mean in 10 years i don't think i ever had more than three and a half weeks off of it ever like Mm. in one chunk suddenly i've got two little kids three and four years old and like all right i got some great time and then summer i was like all right i get to see these kids swim and learn how to swim and all this stuff and then it's like okay now it's august and i think everything just got canceled for the rest of the year and it's like oh my goodness you know and then now it's february and, and now it's like well I could go to Australia for a month, like, oh, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding, but it's it's kind of like that. You're like, you get now. I'm in that routine, you know, where, yeah. where I was. I hey, you're in dad routine. Yeah, I never unpacked for years. Like, I literally would pull my suitcase in. That was my road clothes. I would probably I'd wash them and put them back in my suitcase. I knew I knew I was leaving. Why would I put it away? Yeah, you know, I knew I was leaving again in a week, so I'll just stash it at the front door and I'll just grab it when I'm leaving. And there's my. That's what I wear when I'm out, and here's my my home clothes. <laughs> it really is a, a, an entire readjustment. Uh, in another world, comes out uh, later this year or in April. April. Um, talk to me a little bit about that in terms of, and I'm talking from the fan perspective. What are we doing? Is it just cheap trick music? Because you look at uh, "We're All Right," uh, "Bang Zoom," "Hello," uh, "Bang Zoom," "Crazy Hello," and even the "Christmas Christmas." I love them all. I I personally think that you've brought a renewed energy to the band. I, I really appreciate you in the band because, you know, when you got a new guy in there, it's, it's like a kick in the pants sometimes. I, I, I don't know. I mean, thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know. And yes, just agree. Sure. I, mean, I, yeah. I think they're excited. And I think, you know, they had, they signed with big machine that we did three, those three albums that you just named were on a, another label that really, you know, got us in the press Got the band, you know, we've, Bang Zoom Crazy Hello was the first one. And man, we did like two weeks of interviews to the point where like, you know, holy cow, we got four more interviews today. Like, they, you know, they were even saying, we haven't done this kind of stuff since the flame, you know? Mm. Um, 
so it's awesome. It's great. I, I, is it another Cheat Creek album? Yes. I think um, I've listened through it, like I said, a bunch of times this week. And there's some serious, um, like, hard rock, I would say, AC, like ACDC. And then the next song is a, an acoustic ballad, if you will. You know, I hate to use that word. It's a bad word around Cheat Creek world. <laughs> the fans. No, no. I mean, but I, th- I think there's some songs that wouldn't be on any other albums. And I think there's some songs that sound like Cheap Trick, which I think is a great thing, you know? Well, what's the recording and like writing process like for Cheap Trick now? Is it still the same as it was before? Like you guys are getting into the studio and recording these songs, you know, like like cutting them live off the floor or like, uh, you know, what's the recording process like for you guys now? Uh, I don't I can't speak for how it used to be because I, I really wasn't there. But since since I what I've witnessed is, yeah, I mean, typically somebody comes up with a, a full song or just, hey, I got this chorus or whatever. And we email it to each other, you know. How you do mm-hmm. these days, or yeah, I think you used to actually mail tapes to people. <laughs> mail a cassette. So, here's a cassette tape. It shows up, and you know you listen through it. But yeah, I, I mean, um, pretty much everything on this album has multiple writers. You know, within the band. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I think Linda Perry uh, co-wrote one of the songs. You know, producer Linda Perry. Um, besides that, I think every every song is written solely by Cheap Trick. But I don't. You know, I think it's all bits and pieces of everybody's creativity. But yeah, some, you know, you'll get in the studio. Every album was a bit different, but sometimes you come in and just let's work on this. And sometimes like, here's the song, you play it. It'll sound different with Tom on bass than it would with, with you know, Rick's demo where that he did, you know, him playing bass. Mm. You know, that kind of thing is just same different flavor of this, you know, same song. If mm. that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's fully democratic. Here's my, here's an idea. I don't really have a chorus for it or, I'm, I, here's the chorus, but I'm totally willing if anybody only wants to cherry pick this part, you know, take take the bridge out of it for all I care, you know. Nobody gets offended, like, ah, oh, no, that's a shitty verse. Oh, we're not using that. <laughs> Here, let me uh, let me wrap up on these two questions. Uh, first one is uh, Rebel Rebel came out uh, at the end of last year, and you got to work with Jack Douglas, the one yeah. and only Jack Douglas. Yes, sir. What was that like for you? Because, I mean, you know, you look at producers and guys oh. You know, Bob Bezerin, Jack Douglas, Mutt Lang, et cetera, et cetera. That must have been a th- I mean, he's as much a rock star as as your dad or as Robin or, or anybody else. Yeah. I mean, he is. I mean, obviously, Cheap Trick is was and is fantastic and great. But like he's very responsible for them being being why we're here talking today. Um, hmm. He was dating a girl or maybe married to a woman that her family was from Wisconsin and he was visiting. And he heard that Cheap Trick was playing at a bowling alley and he went and checked him out. And the story goes, he got on the payphone and called the label and said, I'm signing this band here and now, and I'm going to produce them, whether you like it or not. He produced their first album. So without Jack Douglas, who knows the trajectory the trajectory of Cheap Trick. Sorry, I got a minge in my mouth. But but as you're watching him work, do do, do you sense that, oh, I see why he's so revered? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, he had ideas, but he's also... I think a lot of great producers let they know who the band is. They they just kind of strengthen what the band's already doing. Or oh that that part right. Oh yeah. Here let me hear that one more time. And you know, then the band gets into it and plays a little better maybe. Or you know, but they've uh, they've known each other since 1974. So I mean, I was yeah. born in 1980. So, Cheat <laughs> known Jack Douglas longer than they've known me. So you know, <laughs> I, I think just with him, they, they're, they're all telling stories and laughing about this time they were all together in new york city in 19 whatever you know it's just seeing them with him was was great for me because i'm 
I'm just a wallflower just watching all the, you know, hearing those stories that I've heard a million times, but hearing them together talking about it just kind of makes it, oh, that actually happened. That's And it just occurred to me, I actually saw Cheap Trick live before you were born. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez Louise. Man, man. I mean, I'm 40 years old. So I think they were already around for six years before I was born, you know, and Uh, a Jack Douglas story. Cheap Trick was out on tour, I think with Kiss, or I think it was Kiss. Maybe they're on tour. I don't know who they were with, but Jack called and pulled Bunny and Rick. They had a day off and said, hey, you want to come record with John Lennon tomorrow? Yep. That, and they, flew and, from, they flew from Montreal. Yeah, we see. I, I was at that show August 11th, 1980. I was there and was uh, a great 12th. band called Tease opened up. Yeah. And they literally flew out and went over and did, um, what was that? Uh, just like starting, what was that? Uh, the, the, uh, the Double Fantasy. Double Fantasy album, yeah. The the Double Fantasy album. I didn't even I, know that. I was born that day. August 12th, 1980, and my dad wasn't there because Jack Douglas pulled him aside. Wow. So my (laughs) first cheap trick show was the day before you were born. Yeah. There you go. The only kid that Rick wasn't there for. I mean, it was different. different (laughs) Usually, I don't think the father was out in the room. Hold on. uh, We're going to do some uh, some, uh, psychiatry right now. So tell me about that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) The story goes that John Lennon smoked a cigar with my dad to my birth. So pretty cool. I, you know, I, cool. I'll take it. I'm not, I'll take it. I'm not upset about it at all. You know, and here I'll, I'll finish with this for, for me, for questions. Um, Jason Bonham, of course, does the Led Zeppelin experience or, or certainly pays tribute to his dad by going out and keeping the music alive. Is that something in the next 20 years you could see yourself doing? Or once Cheap Trick's done, you go, that is going to go be a dad. I'm going to go do whatever. Nielsen Trust. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that that's been brought up many times by a lot of people and i you know there's a lot of bands out there with no original members or one original member and people don't seem to care no they don't it's, a, they it's don't. all band it's brand over band all if the time listen hear those songs and if you, you know but at the same time i feel like cheap tricks one of those bands that they were on the album cover like you they're one of the like the you know one of the, like they, they say youtube's yeah. the last band that you know every band every band member's name you know like mm-hmm the trick is cheap trick. So I, I, you know, I don't want to do anything injustice if, if that's the right word, but um, well, I don't I think don't it would I be. Mean, if Jason's great. For it, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't think I would do it full time, but at the same time, you know, it's yeah. a, I don't own the name. I don't know if I would even be able to, to go out right. and you go, anybody can go out and play people's songs, but no, but the way Jason does it is very respectful. He's not yeah, doing 400 that. shows a year. He's doing maybe no. 50 on a, on a busy year. Yeah. And he's very I mean, clear about what it is, you know. To answer your question as, as honestly and, and openly as possible, I truly hope Cheap Trick goes another three, four, five years. And then I'll be 45. And maybe that's that was my run with playing those songs. I, I don't know. Or mm-hmm. maybe people will say, we need to hear that music and please go out. And I'll say, I'll, you know, you'd have yeah. to find the right guys. I mean, you'd have, you know, I don't know if you make it, I don't Let's, that's that's all I can yeah, say. About. I don't. That, I don't. I really. I don't and know. it's a tough one. I mean, how do you replace a Robin Sander vocal? I mean, you can't just go no. to the you know to the Walmart you. and pick up some guy. I mean, you know. No. Do you get some goofy guy running around stage, look trying to be Rick, or do you just get some dude that likes cheap trick? Yeah. There's too much to it. That really, I mean, that would have to be something that had the audition happen. a process. The audition process alone is like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Let's just put it, there you go. Make it a TV show, or you just hire Jeff Pilton and he'll figure it all out. For you. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff's a great guy. He's fantastic, and what he's doing with foreigners, fantastic. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's awesome. We toured fully supporter. 
that was probably my like i love those the foreigner band those guys yes yeah me too <laughs> oh jeez they're great they're, they're, i quit drinking they're... since then i think <laughs> great fucking band yeah great man the nielsen trust live stream from lincoln hall it's on february 24th you got to get tickets audiotree.tv slash streams go check it out 24 hours only you got to go watch this it's going to be awesome so yeah I, I think it's going to be cool uh we did a live stream back in uh december and i'm hoping we do a bunch of different songs some uh just some i don't know, b-sides is the right word but some rarities if you will and or just do songs in our own in you know form our own version yeah it's like, you know, take them and do a completely different arrangement of them to turn right. give the song a new life. So, so Jeremy, do they have to play Southern Girls for you to watch? Is that how it, yes. this works? Uh, <laughs> if, if Southern Girls is not on the set list, I will not be watching. We learned it just for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah. Dedicated to me. <laughs> Dedicated to Jeremy in Montreal. There you go. Well, thank you, Dax. Absolute pleasure. Oh, always love talking, uh, talking Cheap Trick. It's, it's one of those bands between yeah. Kiss and Aerosmith. Those were the those were the three Magi or Magi back in the day for me. Those were the wise, the three wise bands. I think so. all three are still playing, which is pretty, pretty, you know, fortunate for everyone. Good music keeps going. Yeah, that's Eric it. Singer. He's playing with uh, with Paul doing the, the big band stuff, too. That's, that's cool that he got Eric to play. Yeah, yeah. Eric is is uh, people are going to hate me saying this tile because it's like he could do it all. But yeah. he's probably the best drummer that band has had and uh, i know people are gonna crucify me for saying that but i mean he goes out and does stuff with brian may he does this big band stuff he can do the double bass drum revenge era tour he's just awesome period end of story he's the nicest guy you're gonna meet Mm -hmm. he's i mean i moved to la this is a long time ago and we i'd met eric a few times here and there and you know i'm rick's kid i'm walking out of baja fresh on sunset or hollywood or whatever and literally hey dax and i turn around and i'm 24 years old and nobody and like and he's like hey it's me eric and he, he recognized me and was like how you been oh i heard you just moved to town it was like that's eric singer and he knows who i am remembers me says hi not like a, he saw me and turned around you know i don't want to talk yeah. like yeah like what a nice dude i think Absolutely. being nice goes a long way you know <laughs> it's a lot easier and it's a lot harder to be nice to everybody but it, in the end it's way easier than being a jerk you know yeah. And a lot of the bands that we talked about that are still here after all these years, it's because those members have been nice to fans. They've been nice to the press. They've, yeah. You, 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 I mean, just look at the Def Leppard guys. Yeah. All super nice. All their greatest guys. I mean, and, and currently, Foo Fighters, like, there's not a, yes. Every one of those guys from the top down has the time of day for you. And, yeah. We'll sit and well, chat. just look what he, he's doing with the drummer, with the 10 year old kid. Yeah. I mean, right. Isn't that wild? It's just, but that's that's what it is to be a band. It's 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 not just about gazing at your navel and seeing how much money you can make. It's no, it's that's oh. what you call using your power for good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they're, they're, the whole world needs more people like that. Just if we're all nicer to each other. We probably have COVID done with and we'd be out gigging and we'd all be rich. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Well, Dax, it was really cool to meet you, man. We'll have to do this again. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. We'll have to get your dad on next time. We'll have like a cool four-way chat. I like that. I, I have good. a question for him if we ever if I ever get to get the chat with talk hey, with him on here. Write it, it down and put it in your safe. I, I have it written down. I got it. It's all sorted. <laughs> Actually, Thank you know you, Dag. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask Dax really quick before we go. You know, we were talking about Jack Douglas and stuff. You know, just really quickly, I, w- I was always curious about this. You know, as a drummer, what's it like working with a producer like that? And 
what does he bring to the table and how does he elevate you as a musician in the studio? I, I mean, I know personally, like he stood in front of me. I don't know for every take. We only did one song, but you know, I, he was there in the room and it was like nerve wracking, but also like, okay, I got to step on my A game. And he was like, he was bobbing his head and he was like doing the fist and like, in a good, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, yeah. Not me, but it was like, it was influential. It, it gave me like, and I listened back to that drum track and I think I, I can personally tell like, I had a good time doing it and I like my parts and that kind of thing. I think I, I can only speak for myself. But he was very uh, positive and, 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 and just really supported what I was doing and, and, but didn't tell me what to play, but you know what I mean? Like he, it was open, but he liked it. Yeah. It was like, a, it was like inspiring almost. Yeah. He, 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 he uh, he's like the coach on a football team. Who's yeah. encouraging you to do what you got to do. But is he sitting, you know, behind the console, it comes with the talk back, like, all right, you know, you could be hitting that snare a little harder, you know, like, give me a little bit more attack on the cymbals or like, what kind <laughs> of direction have, does I mean, he give you? Uh, I don't, re- I don't recall any of that. I mean, no. he was kind of smoking a cigar in the room with all of us. It was, a, we recorded it in a, in a studio that was just one big open room, really. Nice. And the control room, he had an engineer, Bruce, in there, but uh, no, it was, it was like a, it was a hang. It wasn't a, a session, you know, it was like, yeah. Him and his old buddies getting together to record a, a cover tune, you know. Yeah, let's have some fun. Let's do it a la cheap trick, and you guys do your thing. And I, that you know, for me, it's been really great to be with cheap trick because people just you know they let you do what you do with the band. It's not like you're a hired drummer and here's what I want you to do. It's like no, you're you're, you're in the band, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So it's no, you're great. you're you, you're your own character, and you do your thing. I liked it. Yeah, I like it too. Rebel, <laughs> rebel, man. I love rebel, it. Rebel, rebel sounded great. Sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for everybody to hear the new album. I think that's equally cool. And I think we did some other. We've done some. I keep thinking back. We've done some covers. We've done some albums. We've done a lot of touring. And it's been a nice yeah. year to sit and reflect on all that. And I've always felt fortunate, but you know, I want to do it again. I'm not. I'm not done doing it. No, absolutely. Well, we can't wait to see you guys back on the road, man. I, I need to yeah. see you guys again in concert and. I'm stoked for this new album. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, you know, I I think any album for any band, nobody's gonna love every song. There's hopefully there's enough songs on every album. That Everyone's a critic. Totally. Oh, it's it's impossible. Yeah, I learned see. that a long time ago. You can't please everybody, and especially now with the internet, trolls just like well, you suck. Enter, and then they turn their phone off and go back to you know their job, and they don't think about what they just said to you, and it's like. That ruined my day, and they don't even remember typing it, kind of thing. Yeah, well, I, I happen to be one of those fans that likes every song. I, my cheap trick playlist, I think, is like five hundred songs that I keep in the phone. So, come on, bring bring it on. Bring give me yeah, give me more. Yeah. You're a maniac. I know. Just give me more. <laughs> well, I just I mean, want more. I know. I'm dragging this out. Sorry, I, I haven't left the house in a month in a year. Oh, uh, hey, listen, I'll, I, I was trying to, to to wrap up for you. I'll stay another twenty minutes. Yeah, for bang, I know for Bang Zoom Crazy Hello, we recorded I think thirty nine songs. You know, so like. Okay, so so where are those songs? When do yeah. we get them? Are they just sitting on a hard drive somewhere at the label, or like? I don't, I don't know that, but I, I'm, all I'm trying to say is that the album was all the songs that we liked the most. So like, if you don't like the whole album, then you have bad taste because hmm. those are all great. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm kidding, but yeah, I mean like I think we have enough material that I think every album, song, start to finish, is really really good because there's enough stuff that didn't make the album that wasn't maybe as. Right. But some of the stuff that hasn't made albums has been some of the greatest stuff. I mean, there's a song called uh, There's a Place in France that came out on the box set. Right. And I love that. That to me, it's one of the greatest songs ever. And it, it, you know, it's only on the box set. And right. 
and uh, you know, up the creek, which of course came out on the soundtrack, but you never play, you never touch it. Yeah. Come on. Some of the, some of these greatest songs are these non-album tracks that are just fantastic. Uh, Mighty Wings. Fantastic. Come on. Man, the next album need... should just be non-album songs. No, you know what they need? They need a, <laughs> a they need a tour, which is the non-album song tour and soundtrack <laughs> tour. Because they've done the in color, uh what were the first what were the first three? You did the uh, cheap trick in color heaven tonight mm-hmm. tour back in the day. And so now, now it's time for the uh <laughs> the, the box set B-side soundtrack tour. <laughs> yeah, we we played so much prior to COVID that we never had to rehearse. We, you know, we just we'd learn a song backstage and go out and play it. And now it's like we might actually have to get a rehearsal because we haven't played together. Yeah, everything works if you let it. There's another great song that's, that that's one of my favorites ever. Yeah. I mean, look at all these great songs that just never made. And so so you know, you've got 36 or whatever from Boo from Bang. Yeah. Start pumping them out. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Bang volume two. I don't care what you call it. Bang the leftovers. You know, oh, maybe maybe you don't want to bang leftovers. Let's bang yeah. leftovers. <laughs> My kind of leftovers. Rock and roll. <laughs> I was like college days. Anyway, um, yeah. Cool. Merci Thanks. beaucoup. Take this is awesome, man. This is great. Well, the Nielsen Trust live stream from Lincoln Hall, February twenty fourth. Tickets on sale. Go stream it. Go do it. Go support. It's gonna be awesome. I'm going to watch it regardless if you do Southern girls or not. So, but once they don't play it, you'll be on the internet tapping away. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be texting Dax. Like you son of a bitch. (laughs) You didn't do it. (laughs) The encore. (laughs) Oh man. Thanks for having me. Merci bien. Cheers. All right. See you later, man. And.